0: Hello um, and welcome to the Lover Boy <laughs>
1: Podcast. No, um, we are there are five of us here today. We are in San Diego. It is a beautiful San Diego day. It's hot, baby. It's hot, baby. And um, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I don't know why I said that. Uh, okay, you know what? Let's go around the room. Let's go around. Let's go around the room and introduce ourselves. My name is Natalie. You already know me. I'm gonna. To my right is um,
0: hello. My name is Gabriella. <laughs> That's Luna. <laughs> um, and the, the lovely little creature that I wish you could all see and hold is my kitty cat Luna. We will be posting headshots. She has an agent. She does, yeah. If you need any um, cat models in your life, you know, give me a call. Meh. Man. at man.
2: <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Why do you keep looking at me? I'll speak to you. you so, like. I'm passing it on. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, I'm <gasps> <a>
3: Caitlin. <cute one. laughs> <laughs> I'm Alyssa. And I'm Antoinette.
1: <clears throat> and uh, you guys all live out here in San Diego, right? Yes. <gasps> uh, um, but you guys are not all from San Diego.
3: Oh. In fact, I don't think... I don't think any of us are. Yeah. I'm from California,
4: but not San Diego. Okay.
3: Address? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, I'm from New Jersey, but I've been in San Diego since 2015.
4: I've been here since 2019,
3: I think. Yeah. Um, I'm from Portland originally,
2: and then have been here since 2021. And I'm originally
0: from. Colorado, um, but I moved here from the Seattle area, and I've only been here for, like, three months, so I'm a San Diego infant. Mm-hmm.
4: Yay! Well, welcome. Thank you, guys, all. San Diego? <laughs>
1: the podcast? To life.
0: She said she's an infant.
1: Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> you were born
2: you look, Your skincare oh. is incredible. <laughs> My skincare is... Look, at, she already got tatted. <laughs> I've, I've done a lot.
0: I've it's done like a lot.
2: Benjamin Button. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah,
2: I'm really old. Except for, no, that was the other way around, right? She's 4 Yeah. yeah.
1: No, she's aging backwards. She doesn't have a long left. (laughs) Um,
2: Anyway, anyway,
1: (laughs) uh, today we are, I figured we'd get together and it'd be a nice opportunity for all of us to talk about um, whatever you want to talk about, of course, but also uh, our coming out stories. I feel like. That's a huge um, point in our life that we all went through, and we all probably handled it very differently and had different experiences, especially coming from different walks of life, different, you know, areas, um, species. It's like, whoa. (laughs) (laughs) Luna girl. And so I just figured it would be a good opportunity to get, you know, the five of us together, and I would love to hear Alyssa
4: start. I went out as a lesbian for, like, Almost a year now, I think. Actually, no, I think it has been a year. Woo! It's been a year. Yeah. Uh, Bye for a few years. So I was by, I ended, that is by Pam for a few years. And then, um, yeah, so that's exciting. But I think my like earliest, I love my pee, about, like the earliest gay memories with you all, because someone's asking. I used to make out with my friend. Like my first kiss was a girl. Her name was Shelby. And we used to make out all the time for like hours. Mm, Hours. Hours.
1: Chocolate. Oh, no! How old are you? Single digits.
4: Like oh, just... second grade, maybe?
2: Yeah. Oh,
0: okay. but you weren't gay. Well, of course not. <laughs> yeah,
2: right, right, because <laughs> all girls do that. <laughs> you didn't get the memo. <laughs> no, I didn't. Know. I never Yeah. But there was a magazine, I think, that went out. <laughs> yeah. <and laughs> you, and miss, you missed that one. <laughs> I did.
4: Okay. They sold it at True. Limited Two. Oh, I love Limited Two. Justice. <laughs> just yeah. yeah. But it was only for the Fems. The Fems. Mm-hmm. But I was going to say, so when I look back, I look back and I think. Like when I reflect, I think about like, oh my gosh, I used to make out with my friend for hours and like was always attracted to girls. And I remember <clears throat> being in like a grocery store and I saw a picture of Angela- Angelina Jolie on a magazine and I was like looking at her boobs and was like, wow, there's just no boob. And then just, you know, eventually married a guy for a little while because <laughs> that's just what you do when you're raised religious. So those are like my earliest gay memories. So what, what,
0: how old were you when you came out as, like, bi or pan, if you did at all? Like, did you tell people, or was
4: that, like, an internal thing? A few years ago. I believe when I moved to San Diego, so, like, around 2019, it, I came out to my siblings first, and then eventually when I decided to, no, I came out to my siblings, like, my brother and sister, and then, um, and then my mom, and then, like, a year later or so. Did you? you?
1: Who, like, who, you don't have to say to me, but like, as far as your comfortability, who was unexpectedly, if anybody, there for you, and who did you maybe not get the support you feel like you needed?
4: Who was unexpectedly there for me? My mom. As a lesbian, yeah. I was really surprised, because like, her and my dad were the reason I didn't come out for a long time.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: My brother, he was super supportive. He's a very strong ally. And goes to every friend. He's <laughs> alive. Yes. Uh, yeah.
1: Okay, and how have you seen what is the make like of course there's gonna be tons of changes and there's gonna be a lot of like takeaways and things, but what is the like the one thing that has changed the most for you? Boobs. <laughs> <laughs>
4: great answer <laughs> to be honest yeah but wait can you be more specific what do you mean <laughs> like, you know I would like to answer this a little like
1: I, I, don't mean, I don't want put words in your mouth or any boots in your mouth
4: aside from titties Is that and a girlfriend um
2: uh, oh that's <laughs> like if there's something that has shifted like you've gained or confidence like. I think mm-hmm.
4: living authentically shame-free has brought a lot of confidence that I did not expect Absolutely. Hell yeah. I love every, you know, yeah. and titties. <laughs> Mostly titties, sorry. Mostly titties. I feel
0: like with titties, you also just, like, there's a sense of confidence that right? that, because mm-hmm. you're around titties all the time. Like, how, how would that be... not make you more confident? Right. Yeah.
1: You know, I've actually changed my mind. We are going to have a podcast solely dedicated to the art of titties. I love it. Which, I this is all about coming out. This is about showing it. Oh, this right now. Showing yeah. our titties out. <laughs> Uh, okay, so I, I came out when I was 24, Um. so I, I'm a little bit older than you guys, so I grew up in a time that, it, we, I think we all really did, where it was just not acceptable, mm-hmm. it wasn't like now, it, <laughs> thank you, it was more like, um, it was more just one of the, you just didn't talk about it, you know, you just didn't, you weren't like, oh, I'm gay, and you had a community, and it was all these things, like you had one token gay guy at school, I did, and that was it. And his name was Marty. And he's he's great. He's cool. I, I think. Love Marty. I don't know. I see him on Facebook. But um love a good. I hope
0: Marty is living the best life. Hopefully. His best day life.
1: But uh yeah, so I was working somewhere, I met a girl, I was 24 years old. I liked her boobs. It starts with it's, boobs. Always, the boobs. it's always the boobs. She used to have like mm-hmm. this really low-cut shirt. No, it started before that. It started more of an emotional thing with my best friend. It always starts with the friends. Then it goes to the
2: friends. friends. Yeah. Usually friends with titties and then titties, yeah. Starts with friends with (laughs) titties.
1: And then, um, but the thing is that I, my mom at the time was always so judgmental and always made me feel like lesbianism or being gay is just something that's just like no not around not around these parts yeah, yeah so um when my sister came out uh, which was shortly before I did I was I was I don't know 21 something like that and I was like, oh no and then I was like, but also, wow, like she has the strength to come out and um there was a part of me that was sad because it felt like, I was being disconnected from her, but there was a part of me that was super like, sorry, um, happy because (laughs) I felt like now I had maybe an opportunity to also, but then I also felt like I was riding her coattails. I was like, well shit, let me just wait a few years. And I did. Um, although I was, I had previously had sex with my friend on the low. low, Um, and then I feel like that was my first heartbreak. Mm. Um, Mm -hmm. when I met, the person that I was with, uh, I did, and when my mom said, "What's the real story here? Like this girl came over for tacos. You guys spent the night in your room. What's ri-? just tell me what's going on?" I was like, "No, mom, no. Like uh, we're, just, we're just two kinds that. of tacos. Yeah, it's tacos." And then um, she's like, nah, just tell me." But it was not like in a welcoming way. It was like, nah, just tell me. It was more like I felt like she just did not want to be lied to. Mm -hmm. So I was super uncomfortable. And I said, you know what? Fuck it. I like this girl. And so I wrote my mom an email through my work email at the time. And I said, all right, the gig is up. (laughs) This is it. Yeah, we're together. We're dating. And the first thing she said was, "Uh, what are my friends going to think? And I was like, "Oh my God, what are her friends gonna think? Like, I've embarrassed. I'm gonna embarrass my mom." And I feel like now, looking back, she's come a long way, as I'm sure all of our moms have. But uh, now, looking back, I'm like, how unhealthy and how what a unsafe space for me to be in to like, first of all, be 24 years old, able to do whatever I want, and to be made to feel like I'm disappointing my mother's friends by you know coming out and telling somebody I love this girl um so that was definitely a weird transition and I think the only thing that helped um was the fact that along the way and even I mean even now like it took me probably a good 10 years to be comfortable talking about being gay with my mom even though I was living with somebody like you know um but now I'm like super gay and out and I tell her yesterday we went to Olive Garden and there was a cute waitress and I said mom this girl's so hot she was yeah well she's too young for
0: you and I was like
1: ah. <laughs> we'll get there you know what I mean like we'll <laughs> get there because she doesn't know yet like
0: but um she doesn't know what she doesn't know that I date down oh but not cougar I am a cougar. So for any ladies, you know, listening to this, if you're (laughs) in your, like, mid, early mid-twenties. Early mid? I think, yeah. I can't do Not early? I can't do under. You
2: said date down, but you didn't quantify it. You can't do
0: under what? Okay, so. 20? Ew.
1: I said early mid. No, I can't do under, like, 25. Like, Um, okay, like, I was recently talking to a girl who was 14 years younger than me, and I I feel feel like I was already feeling uncomfortable. (laughs) Wait.
0: I was like, so any girls in their mid-twenties that no, are listening I to this, listen. Nat is yes. ready. <laughs> she's single and ready to mingle. mingle. She's single and ready to mingle. mingle. She's single, um, she's
3: single, she's single and ready to
1: I think it was two things. Number one, the biggest factor was that I was just with the same person for so long that she kind of had to get used to it and she was close with that person. Mm -hmm. So I feel like between that and then when I left that person and I got with somebody else, she never really connected with any of my other girlfriends after that. But I think it was me just feeling a lot more confident in my sexuality and myself and just being like no like i'm just gonna tell you i'm gay i'm just gonna tell you you know that i am sleeping with women i'm just gonna tell you these things and just put it there and you know what it's like exposure therapy it got a lot better mm. how about you
4: mm. i think so my sister came out before i did and i was like a strong ally for a while um i think that my mom seeing my sister um out so like the exposure therapy but also the confidence by the time I came out to my mom as a lesbian I was so like sure of myself so like this is who I am I'm secure I'm cool with it if you're not like if you want to be part of my life you have to be on board with this and I think that she realized I do have to be okay with it and supportive otherwise I'm going to lose a relationship with my child so like my dad I don't have a relationship he doesn't understand it I truly don't see him ever understanding it so mm-hmm. yeah I think it was it also it's kind of what a Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, it's very important. I mean, for anyone that is listening that maybe has children, I'm not sure what the age demographic is here, but, you know, it's so important. Friends, children, even your parents, it's so important that you support anybody who might be coming to you um, and seeing you as maybe a safe place where, you know, they, they talk about things and it doesn't even have to be homosexuality. It could be anything. Just being an ear for somebody is it has so it means so much more than you could possibly think just taking five minutes out of your day to listen to somebody vent, just listening to, you know, what somebody's into, it goes so far and makes such an impact. And especially as parents, it's like my daughter's gay. And she's with someone and, um, there's no way that I could have ever, and granted she was raised by two women. So it's a little different. That's cool. So I, um, I supported her in absolutely everything except for anything that was malicious or would harm somebody, which, you know, didn't come up often, but did come up. So, um, you know, just like, I just think that it's so important to let people be who they want to be and
3: just let them love
1: who they want to love.
3: So for me, um, I was raised pretty religious. So my mom is, I was raised Catholic. Um, growing up, I feel like um, when I started to date, I was dating um, guys, but I think I kind of had always known that I was interested in... Titties. Yes, in titties <laughs> um, from a variety of different things. Like I was sharing with my they had the other day like i would sneak and watch like buffy the vampire slayer cuz i wasn't allowed to watch any of that and there was kind of like a lesbian thing in there um so just different things like that that i feel like i didn't really know what it meant at the time but um i think when i was like 19 or so um probably around 19 was the first time that i um had i had a threesome with a guy and a woman and I was definitely way into the woman rather than the guy. And I was just like, okay, so this obviously means something. And then I kind of started to date. And my first girlfriend at the time was like five years older than me. So she was already out. And I felt like I kind of had some pressure to come out, but I felt like I needed to just like rip the bandaid off. Um, So I remember telling my mom because I – was like, okay, this is going to be something that I'm doing. I didn't want to lie or, like, hide it anymore. Um, and so when I told – I think I – well, I texted my mom. It's funny that you said email. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't email, but I, I was like, I don't know how you do this type of thing. But I did text her, and it must have been around Mother's Day or so because I remember she told me, like, I ruined Mother's Day for her when I told her that. Um And it was really hard for a while, but eventually that was kind of one of the main reasons I moved out to California was to get some space and to be able to like be who I am. Uh, Remember before I moved out here, I was actually engaged at the time to someone who I was coming out here with. And when I told my parents found out I was engaged, it was just like, just one of the things that they said too, was like, what's your sister going to think? And I don't understand what that means because... I feel like my sister was actually telling us when we were there that she found out I was dating a girl through people at her school. So I never actually even told her because, like, I didn't know how to tell her because I was afraid about, like, my parents. And that kind of sucks that that's how she found that out. Like, if I could go back, I probably would have done that differently. But...
1: Like you said, there's no way of... You don't know what we're... Yeah. Like, there's no manual to this. No,
3: no manual. Definitely not. And you're you're scared. Yeah. Because your sister gonna think yeah but I mean she's like she's great and I think she's probably also she's I don't know if she's dated a girl but so it's like she's fine um but they told me that they would never go to my wedding if I was gonna marry a woman it's just like a lot of hurtful things that they said to me before I came out here but I think this space really helped like heal a lot of stuff and I think because there's been a lot of growth for my mom I think especially um so it's just been really cool like to, you know, she'll always ask like how Alyssa is doing. And like, it was just like a really kind of cool experience to get for it to feel like it's not just my friend, like this is my partner and her to like refer to Alyssa as that like means so much to me. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was definitely hard for like a lot of time, but I feel like coming out here and giving it space and having to have like big conversations around like, you know, I want you to be in my life. Like you don't have to necessarily agree with it, but like you have to just love me. And so I think it's just been really great to get to where I'm at now. It just feels really like freeing and like nice, but it's hard, um, especially growing up like within religion and stuff like that and hearing these things that are just like really hurtful.
1: So, uh, what do you think has changed? Because you, Alyssa, just met her family. What do you think? And they were welcoming, you said? Yeah. Uh, Do you guys want to talk about that?
4: I was really, really surprised that they were so welcome, like, and so nice to me. Because based off what I heard, it was like, for you and like, what you just said about when you came out, I was worried that they wouldn't be. Also, um, you grew up in a very white town. Mm -hmm. And like 8% Mexican people I am Mexican, dark hair tattoos, piercings, your parents are very white
3: I have a lot of tattoos and piercings and my parents have never liked that and I mean they still don't but um, I think they've also just kind of come to terms with it so I was definitely worried because obviously like Alyssa does have a lot of tattoos but they didn't
4: Just girls kissing yeah.
2: her entire arm and white
4: like, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> like, <yeah>. lesbians
0: everywhere <laughs> Les-topia. Les-topia. I press that. President Jojo. <laughs> Jojo Siwa, I remember. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's funny. Seaweed. So the coming out story is actually interesting for me because I feel like my experience has been like a pretty personal journey, honestly. Um, I mean, we can go back and all the signs were there, I guess, right, in school. Uh, I think probably one of the biggest things for me was um, right before I had dated like my kind of one and only long-term partner, I was best friends with this girl and we spent literally every moment together like every moment she was always sleeping at my house we would wake up we would get ready together to go to school we would drive together like we were just always together and so there was one night where like her and I were hanging out in my room and um we were smoking weed I'll just tell myself and she doesn't usually smoke she wasn't usually that person and so we're like smoking together and my mom comes in and she like my mom is a very interesting person but she was like I just have a question for you too like are you experimenting with each other it's okay if you are like just think about like Regina George's mom she was kind of like that in a way um but your friend had titties sh-
1: yes just want to get that out there yeah <laughs> for she, the friends and titties yeah um, she's pipeline. a you
0: know AFAB she uh, with titties yes um, but yeah she asked me that and I, w- I just remember it was like so hilarious because my friend like isn't usually a smoker she was so high and then you know so there was that experience and then when I had dated my first partner who was a guy um, he always would joke around that I was a lesbian because I would always comment on like how beautiful was (laughs) men were like way more than he would. And, and I would just be like, look at her, like, isn't she so beautiful? And he'd be like, I think you're like a lesbian or something. Um, but anyways, uh, so, you know, I had those two experiences, but I would say, um, you know, when I moved to, when we broke up and I moved to Seattle, I was still like, I feel like I've kind of lived my life on autopilot. For pretty much the majority of my life. And so, yeah, like growing up, you know, we had token gay boys. Um, One of my best friends in high school was a trans woman. But outside of that, like, they're just I didn't know anyone, any girls who were lesbians or gay or even bi, like it just wasn't a thing um and so i feel like when i moved to seattle and like continued on trying to date i was just still stuck in that kind of ingrained like heteronormativity right of trying to date guys and i would date them and i just like it's like god i i'm so annoyed by literally all of you like you're so annoying i can't stand being around you and it was like with every guy there was always something wrong And so I would say it really wasn't until I became friends with this couple, this lesbian couple. I met them during COVID times and we just like immediately connected and seeing their love was like it like opened my eyes and made me feel like okay this is possible like you can do this um and so I would say really like being friends with them was really helpful but then it got to a point where their friendship at least for on for one of them um ended up really hindering my experience because um you know since they had known me as someone who was dating guys it was like I had met someone who was an intern um, from France and I like fell in love with her and it was just this whole thing. And you know, I think from that experience, I realized that I was gay, but my other friend in that couple relationship, like she just wasn't very supportive and she was actually super dismissive of, you know, my experience. and. Um, I don't know like we were joking and i asked her like oh what type of lesbian would i be i think i would be like chapstick and she was like you're not a lesbian so you can't like say something like that and it was just really unfortunate honestly because i you know i think for a point in time i really looked toward to them to really kind of help me feel comfortable in being myself and so to really be like pushed down and invalidated by one of them was um really hurtful and so i would say like. I finally, after falling in love with the intern, um, I came out to my parents and just told them that I was like pansexual. I think that was the pipeline for me. Um, And, you know, quickly realized that that was not actually the case. And um, just a full-blown lesbian, like only interested in women. Um, But this has all been like a new endeavor for me, right? Because I fell in love with that girl um, about a year ago. And then I think, you know, moving to San Diego Diego and being a three-month infant here has really allowed me to um, kind of reinvent myself and get closer to who I really am and and also just like being around some really supportive Yeah. So how did your parents
1: take it? Or, or uh, I'll go back to the same question I asked Alyssa, like of the people who were the unexpected support or the unexpected disappointment, where do you feel everybody kind of, who was your biggest of each?
0: I feel like my parents have always been just very, like, we don't really give a shit. Like you just do whatever you want to do. And like, we don't really care. Um, so when I came out to them, it was like, I don't know. I don't think it was an issue. Um, I didn't really feel like they thought about it that much, to be honest. Uh, and then I would say the biggest disappointment was that friend because we were super close. And it's like seeing their love, it really did help me a lot. And so to be invalidated by her um, was really hurtful. Why do you think that was that she did that? Would you think
1: it was jealousy or just wanting to keep you down?
0: Um. I honestly don't know what goes into that. I think perhaps she just, like, didn't agree with the situation that I was in with the girl that I had fallen in love with because it was pretty messy. um, And I was, like, super, like, honest with them because I really valued their opinions and needed their help and support with that. And so one of them just, like, you know, she really didn't agree with what I was doing and essentially like what she said that I should do. I just like completely ignored it and, um, did what I wanted to do. Um, and so I think perhaps like maybe that had a really significant influence. And I think she was just someone who, you know, maybe wasn't able to see outside of like herself Mm -hmm. and you know, what, she would have done in that situation, but yeah, I'm not really, I'm not really sure it's a day
1: to be honest. Bad friends are bad friends and it doesn't matter if it's, you know, they're lesbian or fucking drafts, bad friends are bad friends. Yeah. that's just probably what it boils down to.
0: I was really not expecting that from her, but yeah, that's okay.
2: I also feel like there's like a decent amount of like bi and pan phobia, specifically in like communities that have, um, you know exclusively dated one gender like that's something mm-hmm. that I've noticed is she like, was like that too. yeah and like, like I was, don't know where it comes from necessarily aside from like just thinking that you know like that really deeply ingrained like same sort of mentality of, like, you should be straight, so you only date one gender, and that same kind of mentality mm-hmm. got into, like, the lesbian sphere of, like, you date you the one gender. Um, it's just women versus yeah. men, you know? Um, and it's, like, super disappointing when you encounter that, because you're, like, and harmful and hurtful, and, you know, because you're, like, I thought this community was supposed to be a space that was accepting and supportive, mm-hmm. especially when, like, society and um, governments and you know pick your poison want us to not exist like this is the community that we're supposed to be able to exist within comfortably and to be tearing each other down is so disappointing especially when you are expecting that person to support you and you're like all right this is my person and then they judge you and you're like ah no it's super hurtful
0: i think especially coming from the community like i don't know if you grow up and you immediately know you're gay like honestly I fucking love that for you like that's amazing you know who you are and you have that sense of self that's like so strong that's incredible but also you have to recognize that like that's not everyone's experience sexuality is fluid like scientifically there is a lot of research that backs that and so to invalidate someone's experience because they're coming out later on in life which like you know that's why I really appreciate hearing all of your coming out stories because you all came out when you were in your 20s and I'm in my 20s right now and So it's just like, it is such a normal thing. So I don't know. Anyway, I I will say real quick to touch on your friend. um,
1: I feel like I was sort of there too, because although I was a lesbian, I wasn't in a queer community. I had no, like, I like to say I didn't have a queer identity because I was just a woman who loved a woman in a relationship. And I didn't fully understand trans and all these things that I do now. I didn't fully understand. So I wouldn't say that I was like against it, mm-hmm. but I certainly was not informed. And that sort of gave, I had a wall up uh, between me and the community because I didn't know, I didn't understand. And so therefore I was like, yeah, I'm gay, but that's, that, that, that I don't understand that ain't my thing. Like none of that, mm-hmm. you know? And it's so sad to think about now, but that could maybe be it, you know, Yeah. especially being in a relationship, um, maybe she just didn't have enough information or like, uh, the community. She just didn't get it. It doesn't matter. We're not going to make excuses for her. She doesn't yeah. exist. Anyway. <laughs> we yeah, here we
2: are. Cheers to you. Cheers. <laughs> to us. And, uh, it's Caitlin's turn. Oh, yes. <laughs> Look at that. Look at that. <laughs> um, yeah. So similar to Antoinette, I grew up in a super, super religious household, um, to the point of like, on the cusp of religious cult if my parents would have like had any sort of connections outside of their you know household i think um my sister and i were homeschooled all the way through school so like realistically i think i met a total of like probably less than 10 other people before i went to college um yeah um and so like that was the rhetoric that I had heard my entire life Of like, you grow up, you get married, you become a housewife, end of story. Um, and so when I decided to like go to college and well, first of all, getting to college was kind of a big deal, but, um, going to college, deciding to major in STEM and like kind of break that, um, cycle that, um, my parents really wanted me to do, um, it was challenging, but it was also kind of like that first step of liberation of like, I'm going to do what I'm going to do and I'm going to get a job where I don't necessarily need a man. Um, and I should have probably at that point known that like maybe something was up, but I didn't, um, I think probably really what was the red flag was, you know, like me, like meticulously studying the Hillary Duff insert for CDs <laughs> and, and I would like listen to it in, um, my room. And then I'd get like paranoid that my parents would walk in. Like I was, I'd listen to it in headphones and I'm like, they bought it for me. So like, why am I paranoid about me listening to it? But I was like, so paranoid that I was like, something I'm doing is wrong here. Um, and so yeah, fast forward to, um, like 20, 20- 17 2018 um i was like i was with a guy we'd been together for like four or five years at that point um no that's not true it felt like four or five years but it was less um checks out uh i had a similar kind of uh experience with you where i was talking to some friends of ours that were a lesbian couple and i was like i think maybe there's more to this story like i don't dislike the guy that i'm with but i think that maybe there's more that I'm attracted to, and they were, they kind of shut it down. They're like, you, it's one or the other. And like, and so that was kind of a uh, moral blow, I guess. And fast forward again um, to like 2020, right in the peak of the pandemic. I think we can all um, attest to the power of the lesbian thirst trap TikTok. Oh uh, my gosh. So, so, dating so, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just slide right into the <laughs> Um And so, yeah, at that point, I was like, you know, there's something really telling about this algorithm right now i was like i think i have adhd and i think maybe i like women i think that there's something (laughs) going on here um and so uh my two best friends and my sister they were like the first i was like i think maybe i'm bi and they were like oh my gosh (laughs) so they were super supportive and like i knew that they would be supportive just because of who they are um but yeah i was like you know the math just isn't mathing here like I'm like a quote, super strong ally. I'm like, I shouldn't be crying every time that there's a pride video on, you know, like I was like, there's something (laughs) in here. (laughs) Um, and so, yeah, that's that. I kind of, um, I still identify mostly as like pan by, but more in like, um, people who identify as women and non-binary and trans, not so much like the, Men. men. Yeah, they're kind of a little bit like I'm more on the other side of that spectrum. Um, I haven't come out to my parents or any of my extended family yet. Um, We had kind of a bumpy patch a couple years ago where I set some boundaries about like them. Being really shit parents, um, and we didn't talk for like two two years almost, and so we're finally starting to repair that. And so it's a long game of like we got to repair a little bit before I um, yeah. do that again. And it's not like a I'm not ashamed of it. It's more like there's just a lot of things going on in my family at the moment that um, I care more about, like hiding that part of myself to continue being able to see like my grandparents and things like Mm -hmm. that, then risking it and like maybe risking blowing that up. So it's like a really kind of shitty spot to be in, to be like, okay, well, if I ever met someone, I couldn't necessarily bring them home or couldn't necessarily post them on my socials um, without like, you know, limiting my parents and my extended family. And also like, if they found out I wouldn't be that upset. Um, But it would kind of add to the emotional labor of, like the current situation with them. So um it but it feels nice to like have people that are supportive and like you were saying earlier, there's something really special about being in community with other queer people where you don't have to Like explain yourself as much and you don't have to be the token person of like, oh yeah, this is what it means to be queer. This is why it's not okay to say this certain thing. Or like there's just a sense of understanding and like acceptance that isn't necessarily the same. It's just, it hits different when you don't have to be like explaining everything or that you can like... Like, I remember when we went to Disney and you were like, I need a sugar mama," And I was like, it's so nice to be able to just say that in this group and it be okay. And not, <laughs> that not be looks like looks at you weird, like, oh, what did they you just say? Some that my friends, they would be like, okay, what? I guess, yeah. you know, but like, if women are still making 83 cents for a man, you know, like your sugar mom going to have to be doing... You know well, you 17% more, yeah. Yeah, you could just be our sugar mom. You want to be my sugar mom? I make <laughs> biotech money, but I do not make <laughs> that kind of biotech money. It's <laughs> like, <laughs> we'll get you there. <laughs> Poor I fun. Time. I mean, if we really pulled ourselves together, oh, you're you both want to be my sugar moms
0: yeah,
1: yeah. Okay, oh, cool. okay i've got fucking dispatch money and she's got hell yeah
2: <laughs> yeah um i need mean, yeah. i have money to spend on coffee but i have to like limit it to one coffee a week so that's like right. you know where we're out of like i have spending money but okay. it's gone then yeah no, i <laughs> hear your tank and that's about all i've got for you too that is like you have no
0: idea how I know. far that will take me we'll get a third okay we'll get a third yeah uh, four a fourth sugar mama? Yeah. Damn. I'm needy. <laughs> yes. Well,
1: I mean, you know, we do what we can yeah. with what we've got. We all live in California, so we know that we're all that we're all like rich true. true. San Diego it's fucking gorgeous it's a cool neighborhood you have some great clothes on your body (laughs) yeah (laughs) but thank you Buffalo Exchange we think that we are living we're poor because I feel poor too
0: right you're right but I'm like poor but very grateful because I have a roof over my head and a bed to sleep in and a car to drive
2: and you You live live in and I live in sunny San Diego. Like you can walk so outside and have sun instead of having to like book a flight to go someplace. Yeah. yeah,
0: I'm not in Seattle I mean, anymore, where it's like you wake up and it's so sad.
2: In Seattle, I was <laughs> the clouds are low, and I was low. It was a, <laughs>
0: yes, <so> you're not <laughs> high when the clouds are low.
4: And we are back from um. the bathroom. <laughs> <I'm> just kidding. <laughs> okay, I want to talk about my pipeline. Please. So I. I was with a guy he was like hey i think you're gay or fruity or something and i was like what no way everyone looks at girls like this like a little longer and he's like no i don't think everyone does but i truly and i'm sure you all can relate have believed that every yeah i looked at other women the way we do okay.
2: and i mean yes yeah. the like building block yeah <laughs>
4: So then, um, and we were engaged at the time, so I was like, no, 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 that can't be the case because I like, grew up religious, conservative, homophobic household, go on to get married, time goes on, and he's like, I think you're gay, and I think you need a girlfriend. It's so weird how Wait, he was- Can lim- I ask, like, yeah. how long have you, have, have you been together when he's Oh my gosh, I was with him when I was 14, like starting when I was 14. Oh, until- You married your high school sweetheart. Ew, a- I never loved him, but yes. <laughs> yeah. I did what I thought I had to do, what my family made me feel like I had to do. But yes, so I just, I, I also think that there's just like not a lot of, not only lesbian representation, but femme representation. Yes. So it's like, okay, so if you're a lesbian, you look like Ellen. That's it.
0: That's so true. You
4: know? Yeah. So, um, so yeah, he was like, I think you need a girlfriend. And I'm like, that's not even possible. How is that possible? He introduced me to polyamory. <laughs> so then I came out as bi and polyamorous. You already know this, but the first time I slept with a woman, it was like, Are you okay photology? Yeah. Okay.
1: She's asking you next time. <laughs>
4: but this is my girlfriend. <laughs> the first time I slept with a woman, I was like, Oh, I'm a lesbian. But at this point, I was like, married already so immediately just like put it away because i'm like i can't i can't unpack this right now but it was like so obvious yes <laughs> i don't think I <laughs> so anyway yeah so then i was like yo, yeah i'm a lesbian but then i like packed that away for a little bit because i wasn't like ready my ex like shortly after my ex's mom got diagnosed with cancer and then passed away so in that time those couple years i was just like you leave a guy whose mom's like I up cancer like I've been you know around this long what's a few more years which in hindsight I, my needs and wants and like who I am is still very important and I should have put that first honestly but I didn't fast forward a few years or some time still identifying at that time as pan and polyamorous I'm on bumble bff and so I've been looking for friends and I see this girl and I'm like, oh my gosh, she's so cute. <laughs> I was like, she's so cute. And then we became friends. And then one day, like confessed how I felt to her, like I was interested in her and my ex was like mm, supportive, but really not like truly, I think jealous. And so she comes over one day, her and I are like getting into it and I see her boobs <laughs> I see her boobs and I'm like, these are the best boobs I've ever seen. I've seen boobs. <laughs> I've been with them, but these are by far the <laughs> best I've ever seen. He gets really jealous. I unfortunately had to ask her to leave. But by the time she left and he's talking to me, he's like yelling, crying, saying all these horrible things I don't even remember because the whole time I'm just thinking about her titties the whole time. And and then I'm like, oh my gosh, he's crying i should i should be thinking about what my partner is saying but i do not give a fuck because all i'm thinking about is boobs her, her boobs so then okay. yeah that's how i realized i was lesbian and i'm just like letting him cry and i'm like i just don't give a fuck about anything he's saying because all i'm thinking about is Antonette's titties and I, I think that deserves an applause yeah. <laughs> But I think he was like, you don't have, he was like begging me to stay with him, which is just so pathetic and so stupid. But it's just like, it's wild because I was in a position where he was like, you don't have to work. You don't have to do anything. Living in California and offering, you know, to not have to work and stay home is big. And, but nothing mattered to me. I was like, I would rather be like broke, gay, without a home and living my authentic life and seeing these Antoinette's wonderful titties than like be in this any longer. So yeah, then. Okay. Yeah. It'll kill the sign the titties. Yeah. That, that like, makes me so happy. <laughs> That's so sweet. Thank you. I love it. And now show them. I'm just- <laughs> you know what's funny <laughs> is I've told so many people, like, they're like, like my clients will ask me, how did you know? Or, like, what happened? Because a lot of, I've been doing hair for 10 years. I'm a hairstylist. So they've been coming to me for that long and they've seen my whole life. They're like, how did you know? Or, like, what happened? And I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, I saw her titties. I'm so close with them and I don't think twice that maybe someone's thinking about her boobs. <laughs> Until one day she was, she mentioned that and I was like, oh, I never thought that maybe it's one thing she ever
3: I mean, I think, I think I shared it just um, like having the threesome was also boobs was the one. Th- I don't remember much about that person, but her name was Maria and she had big boobs. So that's all, like, you, that's all you need to know. And so that's how yeah, that was it for me. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Guys are just dumb. I also... Period. You know, he guys are dumb. <laughs> well, I also feel like I identified as bisexual and then it was kind of like pansexual. But now, I don't know. For me, I felt... I don't really love labels in general, but I felt like the term lesbian was like very final. Like I felt like it meant like I like that was it. And I I don't know because I don't... Like I've dated women, but I don't know. There hasn't been... Like there was always something a little bit off. Like it was either like maybe the physical connection or like the emotional connection was off. So I don't know. Sometimes I thought like, am I a lesbian? Like, I don't know. Like what's wrong. So I feel like it's taken a while to feel more confident in that for myself. Um, But yeah, it was definitely the boobs for me.
0: (laughs) I appreciate you sharing that, though, because I feel like labels is something that I've had a really hard time with. And so I I did feel like, like, bi felt too, like, binary for me. And so it was like, okay, I'm okay with pan. But even more recently, like, I don't know, I feel like I did identify as queer for a long time, because I just think that it's such an umbrella term. But... Um, yeah, anyways, I just appreciate you saying that because I can definitely relate to that as well.
4: Yeah, I think like when we first got together, because we were both identifying as pan at the time, lesbian felt there's also like a stigma with the word lesbian, I feel Yeah, like it's it just like a dirty word almost. Yeah, it's not. Mm-hmm. But no, I feel like very confident and comfortable with it. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I felt more comfortable with it because of all
0: of you, which is cool. Um, my gay awakening, aside from just being really like, kind of overall annoyed with any of the guys that i met and i would just like be on dates with them like looking at them like oh my god like are are people supposed to actually think that you're attractive and are they also supposed to like naturally enjoy the things that you're saying because i feel like everything that they would say would just be like what the fuck like i need to go like why okay anyways that was just like a side thing but but honestly i feel like meeting so it was during covid and i had like this kind of very tight-knit friend group where we were all hanging out with each other to just honestly survive um through that, like, isolation period. But, so, I went over to my friend's house and I met this girl. um, Her name is Emma. We won't say what her last name is. She already knows all of this, so that's okay. Um, But, so, I met her and we just, like, immediately got on. Like, I looked at her. She had blue eyes. She was just like so beautiful. And, um, we were just having like a really great conversation. Also for the record, I typically go for brown eyes, but I don't know. I just like thought she was really beautiful. Anyways, uh, we were talking and yeah, I was just like, wow. Like i feel like a vibe right now like what is what is this vibe that i'm feeling and so actually after i met her um our mutual friend that i met her through i asked her i was like what is her sexuality um and she told me that she was straight and so i respect boundaries i'm not going to be that person who like pushes for something if i like think that they're straight um it just would make me feel uncomfortable but so I like didn't do anything. And it's funny now because she has a girlfriend. She definitely is like so fruity, and I fucking knew it. But I would say like she my crush on her was probably like the beginning of me really starting to recognize like, oh, OK, I don't just think women are attractive. I'm like there's like this sexual attraction. Um, and yeah, I feel like it's just kind of escalated from there and then really um there was a girl so I was in college uh my it was senior year for me last year and this girl came in she was an intern um and like the first time I see her it kind of felt like it was like you're in a movie right like I go into my um, like research mentor's office and she's sitting down like not facing me and she like turns around and it was like slow motion like from a movie and I just look at her and I was the yes and I was like oh my god she is so cute and essentially like I met her and then it was my birthday weekend kind of right after that and I just remember I like would not shut up about how cute I thought she was um and so we were spending a lot of time together I like would give her rides to campus every day um and we essentially just kind of um, fell for each other. And so I would also say that like that experience was what really solidified it for me. Um, because before that, it was like I had crushes, but they were all on friends who were seemingly straight. Um, so for her, like with that experience, it was like the first one where it's like, okay, we both feel this and we're going to lean into that.
2: I, there's not really a whole lot more to my pipeline timeline than what I already shared. But yeah, uh, it was, you know, the like, I remember clicking that dang Hillary Duff um, little <laughs> CD insert. Um, and like, I don't know if you remember, but like, or maybe it was just me because we didn't ever leave the house. Um, but like, if you bought a CD, it came from like a catalog. Oh, oh, yeah. I was balls deep in those. Yeah, Uh, yeah. But, like, the pictures are, like, this big, you know, like, a half an inch big, and so you don't really know what you're getting, and then it comes, and you're, like, oh, okay. Um, and I remember, like, being, I guess, frustrated that I was, like, why am I not feeling the things that I think I should be feeling when I look at, like, boy band, like, album covers, and I was, like, maybe this is, like, just the way that it is like maybe and you know like i think we didn't really have a lot of representation in that era i'm like super excited that a lot more like tv shows and music artists and things like that have like are openly queer and talking about it and having that representation for like this generation of young people and younger Mm -hmm. um but like we really i don't feel like had that like you were saying like it was ellen And that's it Um, kind of a thing. And then on top of that, like being in a super religious, like um, closed off household, like we got like 30 minutes of media time every day and it was OPB. So like public broadcasting channel. And so like I really didn't have anyone really to look up to or like kind of gut check things with. And so I just assumed that like that was normal. You looked at women, you're like, oh, wow, they're beautiful majestic creatures and then there's men and like then you know as I like dated more and more men um, I had the same things with you where I was like everything that they say is just grating like it, I, I don't understand the appeal but then I would talk to like other women who were married to their husbands who would be irritated with their husbands and I was like oh maybe this is just the way that it is yeah. like yeah. and so but then it wasn't until I came out and realized like oh they're mildly irritated at like irritating things I am like irritated with the, the fact that I have to engage with them in this way and the, the way that I'm being perceived by them and the expectations of me from them and everything just felt kind of like a chore and an expectation. Um, yeah. And so then I like took a date, a, a gap or a break from dating for a while, um, enter TikTok thirst traps. And I was like, Oh, Okay. Yeah, this is I I think that I now have a little bit more of a um like fully formed brain um you know than when I was in my early 20s and you know my brain wasn't fully developed yet and I was like, "Oh, okay. This is this is the math is math and now." <laughs> um and then I saw a couple of videos where they were like, "You might be by if." And I was like, "Oh. <laughs> um and then there was one video where they were like, "If you've ever googled like is it normal to think women are beautiful? And is it normal to like want to date women, but really only date men? You know, like, is it normal for all the things? They're like, if you've Googled any single one of those, you're definitely gay. Like, like no no, like straight person is like, hmm, I wonder what it would be like to be with a woman. And so yeah, the series of events so I was like mm, I'm not sure how I identify yet, but like, definitely not straight. Very <laughs> interesting. Yeah.
4: And when I heard I kissed a girl by Katy Perry, I was like, I've done that.
2: What? Like, (laughs) this is an option? This is great. (laughs) That TikTok sound that's like, is this fucking show about us? Yeah. (laughs) I remember feeling so, like, squirmish when
0: the I Kissed a Girl song came out because, I don't know, I just felt like because there was no representation of it, it was like, it just, it was like a sense of uncomfortability, but not in a rejecting way in like a, whoa, well, this Being feels, right yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And like, what do you do with that? It's
1: really interesting. There was a movie that came out uh, when I was like a teenager called, but I'm a cheerleader. Oh yeah. I, I watched it like when it came out and I was just so like, oh my gosh, cause they had You know, there was a part where they had some pretty intense lesbian sex, but it was very toned down. But still, it was enough to make me feel like, oh, my God, I want that. You know, and that's probably why I first had sex with a friend. Because um, that was just the first person, you know, that I could experiment with because they were the closest. But definitely for me, it was, but I'm a cheerleader. 100% that movie that and there was a movie called If These Walls Could Talk Too. Um, I think it's Sharon Stone and somebody else. They had a sex scene. That was it.
4: You kind of reminded me of something. And I told Anson that this, like, back to the men thing. Oh, they're repulsive. They're so disgusting. Mm-hmm. I do not find them attractive at all. They're disgusting. But it's interesting because, like, when I was with a guy. Every I thought... I mean I thought every woman thought men were repulsive Yeah. Because, like women complain, but I agree with you, it is different. But he could burp and I would think like, Oh my gosh, you're the most repulsive creature that's mm-hmm. never walked this earth and if Anthony burps so I'm like, Aww. Oh you're still feeling the same thing. Yeah. It's like a baby. Yeah
1: the physical features like they can have hairy backs and Ew. stubby fingers dirty fingernails like i have never gotten close enough to a man to yeah. really experience. yeah you're good
2: outside of my dad and my brother but like you know i read a statistic recently that said the average man washes his bed sheet once every three months And I think that that's I was going to say I think that I mean in order to get those statistics usually it relies on like some sort of self-reporting and like (laughs) I'm just going to say you know like three months seems generous. Um, Also the amount of
0: like houses or rooms I've been in that have one pillow like men's rooms that have one pillow. It's just like what? How do you live your life? Like this, with your nasty-ass sheets, yeah. your one pillow. It's just, like, embarrassing.
2: Uh, I don't watch a lot of Love is Blind, but the one where what's-his-butt, like, didn't clean his house before they went. Oh, yeah. Um, and it came back, and there was, like, flies in the toilet. And he's like, oh, I just, like, it's because I wasn't there for a long time. I'm like, those don't just appear. Like, then, mm, mm, you knew you were going to be on a dating show where you were gone long periods of time. That's so like, embarrassing. Like, clean before you go. Anyway.
4: Yeah, it's just, it's interesting, like, the burping thing, or, um, like, previously, my ex, who was a repulsive guy, would want me to help him with, like, his skincare, and I'm like, no, ew, figure out how to wash your face yourself, <laughs> It's like, how I felt, and I'm like, what do you need, let me put it on you. <laughs> it's definitely different. It's kind of just beautiful. Yeah, it's just so
0: superior. You.
4: Like, oh, God. intelligence and connection is just so, it's different. It's unmatched, truly. Never. Absolutely not.
1: So, um, this has been awesome. It's been really great. It's been such a pleasure um, hearing all about you guys and getting to know you a little bit more. Even though I feel like we're close, I feel like we just got a lot closer. And hopefully, you know, um, the audience will feel like they know us through this as well. But... Um, with all that said, I know this was like a super, some of this was very vulnerable and I appreciate each and every one of you. And I just want to let you know that you're all beautiful, strong women and that's it. Thank you guys so much. And if anybody has anything else they want to say,
4: lesbianism is
0: always the answer. And if you think that just like every woman is beautiful, um, (laughs) and that men are ugly, you might be gay. I'm just saying. (laughs) (laughs) And I think everyone's a little gay. Yeah. Yeah all right well thank you so much and we will
1: see you next time bye Bye.